BYU Cougar baseball is on the air as the Batcats get ready to take the field. Rockets one deep left field. Left fielder looks up. That is a grand slam home run. This is BYU baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now to get you ready for Cougar baseball, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar baseball fans. Welcome back inside Larry H. Miller Field at Miller Park on the BYU campus here in Provo, Utah, as tonight the BYU Cougars look to capture a crucial series in game two of a three-game set with the Pepperdine Waves. My name is Greg Rubel. I'll have your play-by-play call tonight. Joined once again by baseball director of operations, Tuckett Slade. And Tuckett, the Cougars have bounced back really well from last week's three-game slide. They did lose back-to-back-to-back games since then. 17-4 shellacking at San Diego on Saturday and continued last night here in Provo. BYU pounds Pepperdine 13-7. That's 30 runs over two games, and production is really coming from up and down the batting order. Yeah, the, the batting order last night was special as it was on Saturday. It's a really big game today after having a lot of that confidence offensively to come back out today and say, hey, we got to keep putting it on it. You can't just think that the game's over. you got to keep putting it to them today. First pitch coming just ahead. The time for a brief pregame preview now from the BYU clubhouse. It's 90 seconds with the skipper as head coach Mike Littlewood talks about to try to keep those bats hot on another chilly night here in Provo. We talked about last night hitting's kind of contagious, um, and it's been like that the last couple nights. A little bit different look tonight with uh, Easton Lucas on the mound, left-hander. It's got a little bit different stuff than we've seen the last couple of days, but um, we've got a lineup out there that I feel like is going to be competitive tonight. So you pull a left-handed bat out in Hobbs, and, and Abe gets in uh, at the DH tonight. Uh, and, and last night was indicative of how the, the, the back part of your lineup really came through for you. Yeah, I mean, it's so important at this level, especially at a high level if you want to win, win the league and, and be at the top to have production one through nine. And uh, last night we get a huge night out of out of our nine hole, Casey Jacobson. Um, and I think tonight Abe, Abe will put together good at-bats against his left-hander. Um, and hopefully the top does what they're supposed to do and the, and the bottom gives us a little bit of help tonight. You like your own Easton tonight. Yeah, I mean, he's a strike thrower. Just like uh, I, I, he's a lot like Reed McLaughlin um, in that he throws a lot of strikes. Um, Easton has a couple other pitches too. Um, pretty much Reed throws with his fastball. He locates his fastball and just a strike thrower. Easton's the same way, but he'll also introduce changeup, curveball, slider. Um, so if he can keep the ball down in the zone, I think he can kind of roll through this lineup a little bit if he, if he throws a ball where he wants to throw it. From Reed last night to Easton tonight, how nice to have a couple of guys who throw a lot of innings and both at sub one whips right now. Oh, no, no doubt about it. Um, I mean, the, the thing I feel like with when I give the ball to Reed, and there's other guys too, um, all of our starters really, but, but out of the pen, give the ball to Blake in a way, give the ball to Reed, uh, give the ball to Easton as a starter. You know they're going to throw strikes and compete, and, and that gives you a little bit. It lessens your anxiety, I guess, because the, the thing that hurts you at this level is when you walk guys and hit guys and you're always throwing from behind. And not saying that won't happen tonight once in a while, but uh, for the most part, you saw what Reed McLaughlin did last night. He threw, he was ahead of every single hitter he faced, and that just puts the hitter on the defensive. And so Easton's a lot like that. He's not going to overpower him, uh, but hopefully he can just throw the ball where he wants to. Speaking of lessening anxiety, it's awful nice to get the first two of any series, and that's what you're trying to do tonight. No doubt. I mean, the whole goal at, at this level is winning series. You have to win series. If you don't win a series, you have to kind of you have to sweep St. Mary's or you have to sweep Portland or you have to do some some things that are very very difficult. And so to get this tonight, not that we would rest tomorrow, but uh, this is a pivotal game for us. All right. Good luck tonight. We'll talk to you after. Thanks, Greg. That was BYU baseball head coach Mike Littlewood for lineups and the first pitch. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. 
cool night here in Provo, Utah for BYU Baseball. Cougars and Pepperdine Waves. Waves come in 16 and 13 on the year, 7 and 6 in the WCC. BYU 23 and 8, 9 and 4 in West Coast Conference play. So BYU's 32nd game of the year, the Waves' 30th contest of this season. And the Waves will uh, give us almost the same lineup as last night. Uh, the one change comes at the nine spot with the catcher switching out. It'll be number 16, Wyatt Young, the second baseman leading off, followed by number three, Quincy McAfee playing shortstop. Number five, Brant Belk will be the DH, hitting cleanup for 38, Matthew Kanfer. He's a right fielder. Number 23, Billy Cook hits 50, plays left field. In center field, number 24, Corey Wills hitting seventh. Number eight, Aron Modlin playing third base. Hitting eighth, number 34, Justin Lutz, the first baseman, and switching out that catcher. Last night it was Mitchell Dixon. Tonight it's number 22, Joe Caparis, hitting ninth and catching. Starting pitcher for the Waves, number 51, Easton Lucas, the left-hander. BYU's own Easton, Easton Walker, is on the hill. For the Cougs in the uh, home cream uniforms tonight, and a Pepperdine in gray pants and camo tan and blue jerseys. And here we go as Wyatt Young. Listed as number 16, was number 16 last night. Where's jersey number 15 tonight? Young will step in against Easton Walker, your nation's leader in earned run average at a minuscule 0.49. Right-hander kicks and deals, and the bunt attempt is popped up, and handling it cleanly is the first baseman, Austin Denning. One done here in the top of the first. It's always nice to get the first out, Greg, on the first pitch of the game. Great job there. Fastball elevated. He tried to push bunt there. It just popped it up, and Demi made a good play. Eastern Walker, BYU starting pitcher, coming in with a record of 3-0. The opposing batting average, 175. I mentioned that sub-1 whip with Mike Littlewood in the pregame. .773 walks and hits per innings pitched for Eastern Walker, who throws a strike to the number two hitter. Number three, Quincy McAfee. 0-1 to McAfee coming up. Walker waits the sign from catcher Noah Hill. Delivers. Swung on and grounded to third base. Handled cleanly there by Casey Jacobson. Last night's hitting hero. Throws over to Deming and two are retired here in the top of the first. Well, that's one of the reasons why he's in this lineup break because he's a really, really good defender. And you see right there, he just makes an easy play look even easier. Good play there by Casey and two outs here in the top of the first. Hitting third for the Waves, number five, Brant Belk, DH. And that's a first pitch swing and foul down the third baseline. Last night, big night for Belk. Two for four, including a three-run home run. Ended up with four RBIs, four of the Waves, seven last night. He's got a five-game hit streak going. Brant Belk, switch hitter, hitting from the left, facing the right-hander, Easton Walker. The 0-1 to Belk. Two gone here in the top of the first. Cougs and Waves. And that's laced into left field over the head of the third baseman, Jacobson. Stopping at first will be Brant Belk. So Belk's big weekend continues. He's now three for five over two games. And man on first for Matthew Kanfer. Kanfer wears number 38, starting right fielder, hitting 303 on the year. Yeah, and that was just kind of an outside fastball that uh, he kind of just half, excuse me, swung there and hit the line drive over third for the two-out single. That's kind of what Belk likes to do when he gets down. That's how he got his uh, second hit of the game yesterday when he got down in the count, was just throw his barrel out there and put it in play. Camper hitting righty, facing the right-hander, Walker. Another first pitch strike again for Easton. Easton Walker had not allowed a single earned run this year until last weekend, one week ago tonight at San Diego. And he allowed four runs, two earned. 
BYU set back at Fowler Park. The 0-1 to Camford. Out of the stretch comes Walker. And that's low for ball one. One and one with two out here in the top of the first. Pepperdine last night started well. Four runs in the top half of the first inning. BYU then bounced back nicely. Outscored the Waves 13-3 the rest of the way. Well, what you see with this offense with the Waves, they like to jump on fastballs that are elevated. Swung on and fouled back behind the screen. Probably into the... Uh, Softball stands, and there's a game going on behind us. This is one of those uh, dual-purpose nights here at Miller Park. BYU's women's softball team has their first home game of the season. Doubleheader tonight with Pacific, so that's happening behind us. As in front of us, we've got the Cougs and Pepperdine Waves baseball version. And some sun creating some shadows here after some precipitation fell here in the last 90 minutes on a cool day here in Provo. The 1-2. That's high for ball two. Two and two with two gone here on the top of the first. And we are scoreless. Yeah, what a weird kind of weather day. During our BP, the sun was out. There was no wind. It was beautiful. And then as soon as their BP started, it started to hail and rain. It was just crazy. And it looks like that storm's passed us. The 2-2 two two forthcoming to Brant Belk. Orange batting gloves. Blue batting helmet. Camo jersey. And again, swung on and fouled back down the first baseline. Back in the direction of, uh, in the softball stands. Tomorrow, baseball and softball will be happening again concurrently, right, Tucker? Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure the game's at one tomorrow as well. Our first pitch at one for the Waves and Cougs. Final game of that three-game series. Easton Walker on the hill. The 2-2 delivery. And again, fouled off. That's straight back this time. So Brant Belk is uh, battling. I beg your pardon, Camphor with Belk at first base. A really good battle right here. Fighting off a bunch of pitches here. Camphor levels the bat on his right shoulder and awaits the 2-2 offering from Walker. Easton fires outside for ball three. Full count, three and two. With two gone here in the top of the first, BYU and Pepperdine zeros. BYU will bring Sue, Hill, and Hale to the plate in the bottom half of the inning. You're going to see Belk take off here on the full count. So if uh, Canford can get a ball in a the gap, they might be able to score a run. If you're Easton, you just got to keep the ball down. Canford's on a current 11-game hit streak. And awaits the 3-2 pitch from Walker. Right-hander kicks and deals. And ball four with the runner on the move. It'll be first and second. So Canfer, base on balls, advancing to second is Belk. And now the left fielder, Billy Cook, number 23, steps to the dish. He's hitting 287 on the year is Cook. 0 for 4 yesterday with a couple of Ks. And you see that full count delivery from Walker. Yeah, went sending Canfer to first. Went to a change up there to try to get the swing and miss. Just missed down. Sun shines a little brighter here as dusk approaches at Miller Park. Walker catching the outside corner of the plate for strike one. Tonight's umpires, Brandon Vandermeid at home plate, Billy Hayes at first, Matt Stelges at second, and Rob Hansen at third.
Billy Cook, team's leaders in home runs with five. Waffles the bat off his right shoulder. First and second. The 0-1 delivery is called a ball. Ball one with strike one and two gone here in the top of the first. Yeah, just missed down right there. And, you know, you talked about the sunshine now shining. It's, it's the worst for the third base shortstop in left field right now. This is the toughest time of day, the first couple innings here when the when the clouds let the sun through because that ball, as you saw last night, is yeah. hitting the wrong spot. It's tough to see. We saw how BYU picked up a sun-aided RBI off the bat of Brock Hale last night. Shortstop didn't see it until it was past him. Two straight balls from Easton Walker. Two and one the count with two gone here in the top half of the first inning. Belk on second, Canfer on first. Belk got on base with a single, Canfer then walked. First and second, two gone. 2-1 count. Easton Walker on the hill. Looks in to Noah Hill, his catcher. Now steps off. Billy Cook will reset. Wearing short sleeves, no long sleeves for him. A brisk night. And Walker off speed bends it in for strike two. Two and two, two gone. The two two to Billy Cook. Walker checks at second, comes homeward, and it'll be another full count. Ball three, three and two, with two done, and runners again will be on the move. Yeah, that pitch just missed outside. Easton Walker's averaging around four strikeouts a game in his last three starts. Love to get a punch out here. Full count delivery to Billy Cook. Pitch on its way, swinging a miss, and there it is. Swinging strikeout for Easton Walker. Gets out of it with man on first and second. So the waves leave two, and we're through half an inning. BYU 0, Pepperdine 0. This is BYU Baseball on the W.TV and the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU fans can enjoy a free checking account that can earn big interest with the MyRate checking account from Bank of American Fork. Bottom of the first inning, BYU and Pepperdine. A uh, chilly night turned into a sunny evening here as the uh, clouds and rain have swept away. Some sunshine and some late afternoon, early evening shadows here. As Easton Lucas gets ready for his first delivery of this game. Brian Sue, Noah Hill, and Brock Hale do up here in the bottom of the first. Jackson Clough hitting cleanup. And Brian Sue hitting 381. Leads the Cougars batting average. Steps in. Righty hitter, lefty thrower. And Easton Lucas down the middle for strike one on pitch one for the Waves. Lucas 3-2 and two on the year. 4.19 ERA and a quick worker as he's already thrown his second pitch for a ball. 1-1 one and one now to Sue. Hitters getting to Lucas for a 273 average on the season. And that's popped over the head of second baseman into right field. Brian Sue rounds first. will double back and BYU opens the game with a hit. So Brian Sue now has an eight game hit streak going. Gets this one underway early. He was the last Cougar starter to get a hit last night. Everyone did hit through the lineup. He was the last one to get one, putting his hit streak to seven games. You can make it eight now as Brian Sue singles sharply to right 
and is at first. With yeah. no one gone here in the top of the first. Yeah, and he got a good 91 mile an hour fastball down the middle that he just hit a line drive over second. Good start to the game. Noah Hill, starting catcher, hitting 351, steps in against Lucas. Hill won for four last night with a run and a K. Pitch gets away from catcher Joe Caparis. Called the ball, 1 0, coming up to Hill. Noah Hill, the 5'9", 187-pound senior out of Flower Mound, Texas. Has multiple hits in four of his last seven games. Had the one hit last night. Has ten multi-hit games on the year. And Hill looks at ball two, 2-0. Two oh. As catcher Capris will stride on out, have a conversation with the Southpaw starter Easton Lucas. Lucas, uh, until last night, was really the only lefty that the Waves have been throwing this year. But they did bring a left-hander, a mystery man, out of the pen last night. We say mystery man because he hadn't thrown yet this year and came in in a different jersey number than the one he was listed on the roster. Yeah, it definitely was a mystery man. I was not happy about that. That one. was Grant George. He did get his first appearance last night. We had to figure out who he was with some detective work from Tuckett mid-game. As that 2-0 offering is fouled back by Noah Hill. 2-1 with none out here in the bottom of the first. Man on first is Brian Sue for BYU. Cougs and waves. Pepperdine leads the all-time series 29-19-1. But in Provo, it's BYU with the 8-5 advantage. And Coach Mike Littlewood looking to even things up in his personal ledger against the waves. He's 10-11 against Pepperdine all-time. Left-hander Lucas looks at Sue and comes plateward. Delivers high to Noah Hill. So 3-1 to Noah. And Easton Lucas, he also qualifies as lanky. 6'4", a buck 80, with the redshirt junior from Simi Valley. Yeah, he's got all the look to be a great pitcher. Strong arm, great length. Sue takes his lead. They're going to go back two first. Justin Lutz will handle the throwback from Lucas. Getting back is Sue. And Brian Sue on the year. Two for three on a stolen base attempt. Again, as dusk approaches, shadows on the field here at Larry H. Miller Field. Three and one. It's piped in for a strike. That'll be three and two. A full count forthcoming now to Noah Hill. Still none out here in the top of the at the bottom of the first. Pepperdine with a hit in the top of the first. BYU hit in the bottom. No runs across yet. Same two teams tomorrow at one o'clock for the series finale. A win tonight for BYU, and they will have won the series. Lucas. Fires into Noah Hill, who fouls off to the right side. Stay three and two. Noah Hill has reached safely in each of his last 27 games with a plate appearance. That's a long streak. And then you have Jackson Clough's 31-game streak of reaching safely every game this season. Some tremendous offensive and on-base numbers being put up by BYU, and that's fouled directly back by Hill. Will stay full count, three and two, with none gone here, bottom of the first. And Noah Hill had a 14-game hit streak early in the year, and you can, again, tug it, kind of go up and down the, the order and find really impressive offensive numbers. Yeah, there's been some really good, just successful play up and down this order. It's been a real fun year so far, 31 games in. It's a lot of fun when 23 of those 31 are wins. So BYU's already surpassed last year's win total. Tuck it. Lucas to Hill. And Hill stripes it, but directly at the center fielder. 
getting back is Sue. He'll slide in safely to avoid being doubled. And so it's a uh, it's a loud out from Noah Hill. Hit it cleanly and sharply, but right at Corey Wills, the center fielder. A little bit of work to do for Wills to get to it, but handled easily. Now, Wills did have his first error of the season last night in center field, coming in on a ball that kind of caught him in his body. And he had been error-free until that moment last night. I wonder if the sun had gotten that way with the way that the angle was last, last night. Yeah, Because yeah. this is not typical of him. Now batting for BYU, the right fielder Brock Hale. Hale getting his 32nd consecutive start in right field. As we noted last night, he's the only guy for BYU to start every game in the same spot. That is right field, the home of Brock Hale, a 330 hitter this year. Looks at a 1-0 now from Easton Lucas. Lefty deals. High 2-0 to Brock. I think we only have three guys in the whole entire lineup that have started every game this year. Jackson Clough is one. Brock, Brock Hale. Hale is another. And I think McIntyre is the other one. And McIntyre is actually at uh, 30 of 31. So just those two. Clough and Hale. Lucas goes to 3-0 on Brock Hale. Brock last night. Pretty good night, right? Four for four. Two runs, yeah. two RBIs, a couple of walks. Just an average night for Brock. So he reached base all six times he came to the plate last night. So Brock Hale's on base percentage, a tidy 480 now as Lucas delivers what he needed to on that, which is strike one. Three and one now with one out to Brock Hale. And Brock Hale, as I tell you about his on base number, his slugging percentage is a even 600. So 1080 on the OPS right now for Brock Hale. And he's not alone with those gaudy OPS numbers either on this team. Another strike from Lucas. So from 3-0 to 3-2. With one out here in the top of the first. Well, you might see Sue go here. A little hit and run 3-2 action here. Brock doesn't swing and miss very often. Righty Hale looking at the lefty Lucas. Lucas kicks and fires and gets Brock swinging. So from 3-0 to a swinging K for Brock Hale, Lucas picks up his first strike out of the night. Yeah, that's a really good breaking ball right there underneath the hands. Hadn't thrown that pitch for a strike yet tonight. It's tough when you hadn't seen it yet. Now it's Jackson Clough, BYU's cleanup hitter. Lefty against lefty here. Clough 374 on the year. Two out here in the bottom of the first. Both Pepperdine and BYU with hits in the first. No runs across as Easton Lucas will toss back to Lutz, the first baseman, and check Sue back. Jackson Clough making now his 15th consecutive start at shortstop. He can move around the infield, Clough. Off speed to 1-0 from Lucas to Clough. And as Tuckett noted a moment ago, Clough the other guy to have started every game, the only other guy besides Brock Hale. But he's uh, been moved around a little bit. I coach Mike Littlewood defensively this year. Swing by Clough and settling under it. Left fielder staring into that sun, making the catch is Billy Cook. So Cooks are retired after a hit from Sue to lead things off. Three straight outs for the Waves. And after one complete, it is Pepperdine 0 and BYU 0. This is BYU Baseball on the W.TV and the new skin, BYU Sports Network. 
For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Pepperdine center fielder Corey Wills, first batter at the top of the second for the Waves. Easton Walker kicks and fires, and that's high and outside to Wills. Ball one. Corey Wills had his first home run of the season in last night's loss to BYU. Went one for four with that home run. A couple of strikeouts. Starting center fielder out of Henderson, Nevada. That's ball two to Wills from Walker. BYU in their cream uniforms with the block BYU across the facing. Pepperdine going with some camo jerseys tonight. So that's fouled into the screen down the third baseline. Corey Wills will collect it off the screen. I've never been a big fan of the camo. This just hasn't been my favorite. San Diego does it right. Yeah, well, they do. Well, in fact, a lot of teams yeah. do do it, but to San Diego notably in this league, and Pep's trotted them out tonight. Well, I mean, I, it totally makes sense for these teams. They have a lot of have Navy and, and, uh, and Army bases and uh, Marines in that area, so I can see why they do it. Ball outside. Scoreboard shows 2-1, and one, now to 3-1. and one. That's right, there was pitch came earlier. 3-1 and one now to Wills. Swings, connects, and fouls it out of play down the third baseline near the Cougar bullpen. So full count now, 3-2 and two to the first hitter in the second inning, Corey Wills. Wills hitting 233 on the season. He's the lefty hitter facing the righty, Walker. A couple of Easton's going head-to-head -head tonight. Easton Walker for BYU. Easton Lucas for Pepperdine. Walker. He's hit by Wills to the shortstop, Clough, and Clough caught him at first base. So Clough to Deming, and the uh, grounder from Wills results in the first out of the second inning. Yeah, that's a tough play right there. Made all because the Clough has a strong arm. He had to sit back on the high chopper and uh, was able to just rock and throw and good pick in the dirt by Deming. Because Wells can really, really run. So Corey Wills retired, bringing up Aron Maudlin, third baseman, number seven hitter for the Waves. Right-handed hitter. As Walker's outside for ball one to Maudlin. Maudlin last night, two for four. With a run scored in a couple Ks. Had a nine-game hit streak earlier in the year. Walker rocks and delivers, and there's strike one. One out here in the second. One and one here, forthcoming to Ron Maudlin. Leadoff hitter Corey Wills retired on the 6-3. Maudlin chops it right to Walker. Walker handles, fires to Deming, two gone. Greg, That'll be a 1-3. I love every time the ball is hit to Walker because he, him and Jordan Wood are the best fielding pitchers that we have on our team. He was an all-state shortstop in high school at Pleasant mm -hmm. Grove. So anytime the ball is hitting his area, I just know athletically he's going to make the play. That was Easton Walker's eighth fielding opportunity. He's eight for eight. Delivers low to starting first baseman Justin Lutz, the number eight hitter. Lutz hitting 154, but that's a come up from where he began last night. Lutz had a homer. And a uh, pretty prodigious one at that. It was a two-run shot. He went one for four with that two-run blast last night. One of the Waves' three home runs. Lutz swings and fouls out 
down the third baseline. Those three home runs were the uh, season high for the Waves in a single game this year. And the five combined home runs between the Waves and Cougs is BYU's single game combined homer high. And they were flying out early last night, weren't they? Yes, they were. It was like any ball that was hit the right center, it's like, up, oh, it's gone. Lutz looking at a one and one. Two gone here in the top of the second. Off speed for a strike. One and two. Tucker, what do you say about uh, Easton's stuff? Because he's not overpowering from a pure velocity standpoint. Yeah, he's just a he's a high he's just a high effective pitch thrower. I mean, he just throws a ton of strikes. It's where he wants, when he wants, and he just attacks it. He doesn't just give it up and say, "Hey, here, hit it down the middle." It's I'm going to throw it at the knees, inside, outside, up and down. He's going to spin the slider in there. He's going to throw a changeup, and it's just he throws a ton of strikes in different locations, and it makes it tough for a hitter. Lutz attacks the one two and fouls it off. One ball, two strikes to Lutz with two gone here in the top of the second. Most of Walker's mound is still in sunshine. And that's a swinging strikeout for Justin Lutz. And K number two on the day for Easton Walker. Strikeout to end the first inning and a strikeout to end the second inning. So the waves in the second go one, two, three, and the last one a swinging K for Easton Walker. After one and a half, it is Pepperdine 0, BYU 0. This is BYU Baseball on the W.TV and the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Bottom of the second, BYU brings to the plates Austin Deming, starting first baseman, hitting 281 on the year. Two for six last night, Deming. And sees a strike come in from Easton Lucas. Lucas kicks, fires, swinging strike two. By Deming. Yeah, good changeup right there, running away from Deming. The pitch he's it's it's way out of the zone. You have to make him throw that in the zone. The 0-2 to Deming. Inside up near the elbows. One and two. Deming, six RBIs over his last two games. He had the five RBI outing last Saturday at San Diego and had an RBI last night in that 13-7 BYU win. Lucas working quickly again and Caught him looking. That's a strikeout for Lucas. And that's his second. So both Easton Walker and Easton Lucas with two early Ks. So backwards K for Lucas. And the only lefty that uh, the Waves throw with regularity is Easton Lucas. Left-handed hitter now, Mitch McIntyre facing the lefty Lucas. And that's strike one to McIntyre. Yeah, so far in the first two innings there, Lucas really has good command of all of his pitches. Swinging strike two. And in contrast to last night's starter, Stoutland for Pepperdine, Lucas works really quickly. No idiosyncrasies to speak of between pitches. Yeah, it works really quick, and as a defense, you really love that. So the 0-2 coming up to McIntyre. It's high for ball one. Mitch last night, two for five with a run and an RBI. Left five on. There were a lot of, a lot of, a lot of runners left on last night. Even though BYU scored 13, it could have been an even bigger number. There were a lot of runners on base last night by the end of that one. That's ball two to McIntyre. Two and two with one gone here in the second. Yeah, I think it was like 13 left on. It was to a 13 one. or 14 by the yeah. end of the night, and yeah. I think Pepperdine had just the one on the evening. 
And that's another strikeout. So backwards K and then swinging K. McIntyre retired, so two up, two down, and both on strikeouts here in the bottom of the second. Yep. The left on base total from last night was Pepperdine 1 and BYU 14 as McIntyre gets on top of that one from Lucas. Two gone here at the bottom of the second. So Lucas already with three strikeouts. BYU's Easton Walker with two Ks through two innings. Keaton Kringlin lifts it to right field, but settling under it is Matthew Canfer. And BYU quickly retired at the bottom of the second. So three up, three down for BYU on the fly out to right field from Keaton Kringlin. BYU got a hit in the first, retired in order in the second. Pepperdine, similarly, had a hit in the first, retired in order in the second. We are through two. BYU two, Pepperdine, BYU zero, Pepperdine zero, through two. This is BYU Baseball on the W.TV and the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Top of the third strike, one delivery from Easton Walker to Joe Caparis, the Pepperdine catcher, looks at the second. That'll be strike two. 0 2 forthcoming to Caparis. Caparis taking the place of Mitchell Dixon behind the plate. Dixon went last night to catch, and Caparis tonight hitting 281 on the year. The right handed hitting Caparis. The right handed throwing Easton Walker. And Walker gets that fouled off into the stands down the first baseline. The 0 2. Coming up to Caparis. Number nine hitter for the Waves. Top of the third, 0-0, Cougs and Waves. Easton Walker fires, and again, that's foul. That one hit a little more sharply out of play down the first baseline. Caparis making his 11th start, and this is 18th game played. Was 0-2 in a midweek loss to UC Santa Barbara in Malibu earlier this week. And that's laced in the 3-4 hole into right field. Single for Caparis. A little off the fist there. Had enough on it to punch it into right field. And leadoff hitter is on here in the third for Pepperdine. Yeah, I thought off the bat that uh, Deming would have a chance to get over there. But just got out of the reach of him and Sue. And sneaks in for a leadoff single. Good at bat there by Capris. So single to the right side will bring Wyatt Young, Pepperdine's leadoff hitter, to the plate here in the top of the third. Second hit for the Waves. That single from Caparis. Walker out of the stretch. Gets Young to swing and miss. That was first offering. Young popped up. In the first. Seeing his second at-bat here in the third. Walker dips his chin as Young offers bunt. Goes to ball one with a strike. None out here in the top of the third. Joe Caparis at first. And Wyatt Young at the plate for Pepperdine. Yeah, not a bad idea right there. Trying to maybe sack a runner over or have a perfect bunt and get a base hit out of it. Both pitchers seem to be throwing well early in this game and just try to get on the board early. Walker's pitch is fouled off by Young. Not much of a lead being taken by Capris. Hasn't attempted a stolen base. You're not going to see too many catchers with yeah. too many stolen base attempts, generally speaking. Very, very true. Using that fleet of foot, that's for sure. 
Noah Hills tried one this year for BYU and was thrown out. Let's, let, let's forget that one because it's actually, he thought he saw a still sign, but uh, <laughs> okay. so basically went on his own. <laughs> one, two, forthcoming to Young. Mm, it's a tough one to lay off, but he laid off and got a called ball two. It's a 2-2 two -two with none out here in the top of the third. Easton Walker approaching the 40 pitch count here in the third. Capris leads off first, 2-2 two -two to Wyatt Young. Out of the stretch comes Walker. Fouled back, stays 2-2. Two -two. Wyatt Young listed as uh, jersey 16, and he did wear 16 last night. He's wearing camo 15 tonight. Well, it's that magical mystery number, right? Yep. Nobody on the roster has 15. Last night's 15 was yeah. the uh, guy, yeah. <laughs> it's the I forgot my jersey, extra jersey they bring everywhere. Wyatt Young, the co-team leader in multi-hit games with 12 this year. And that's a hit. Into the 3-4 hole again, right field. They'll stop Caparis at second. First and second, none out here for the Waves. They've got something cooking here at the top of the third. 0-0. Zero, zero. As the Waves put the first two runners, first two hitters of the third inning on base. And both hit to roughly the same spot on the field. One hit sharper than the other. But first and second, no one gone here in the third. And Quincy McAfee now. Yeah, and both hits were with two strikes. So they're doing a really good job of battling with two strikes and just putting the ball in play and, and find a hole. And they've done that to get the first two guys on here. You're going to probably see a bunt here with McAfee. You might see the Coug defense try to play an aggressive defense to get the lead runner at third. McAfee was retired 5-3 in the first. Hits now in the third with first and second and none out. A scoreless game. Right-handed hitting McAfee. And the righty Walker checking second. And delivering, and that's through the 5-6 hole. They're going to hold Caparis. Bases loaded now, none out. So a sharp single to left. Sharp enough to keep Capris from scoring, but it's first, second, and third with no one gone here in the third. And that was sitting not too far in front of home plate, but bounced, found the hole between short and third. And just like that, Peps loaded the bases and none out here in the third. Yeah, and it's just three singles that just barely get through that are hitting the right spot, but uh, good hitting there for Pepperdine. And they got a really good rally going here with no outs and, uh, and a good hitter up. Capris at third, Young at second, McAfee at first on three straight singles. There's an adage that says it's it's rare that you're going to just put three straight singles together to help Manny, but that's exactly what we've seen here in uh, in the top of the third, yet no one has scored yet for the Waves. They do have four hits so far in the top of the third. Nothing across as everything is hit, hit just sharply enough. And Brant Belk lifts it to center field. Should be deep enough to score Caparis. Caparis will tag. Throws cut off by Sue. It'll be first and third, and the first run of the game is scored by Joe Caparis. Scoring on the sack fly from Brad Belk. Yeah, that's a good executed at bat right there by, by Belk. Just hit yourself a sack fly, and, and, and in doing so, he hit it deep enough that the runner at second was able to advance as well. So now you have another runner at third with less than two. So if you're, if you're Easton Walker, you're really trying right now to get double play and minimize this just to one run this inning. So McAfee stays at first, but yes, Young did advance to third. So Young at third, McAfee at first. One retired here in the top of the third, and Pepperdine takes the 1-0 lead with Matthew Canfer now at the plate. He walked in the first and now hits in the third. 1-0 Pepperdine, top three. Pepperdine opened on top last night. 4-0 was their lead before BYU responded. 
And Walker delivers ball one to Canford. Home plate umpire Vandermine is really, really making you work for that low pitch. It has to hit that knee. Anything below when he's balling it right now. Again, an 11-game hit streak for Canfer. Without an official at-bat yet in this game, walking in the first. Swings at that and laces it out of play down the first baseline. Foul. One, one with one gone here in the top of the third. Pepperdine one run on four hits. BYU scoreless with a single hit. And Brian Sue single. So the last BYU starter to get a hit last night is the first BYU player and the only with a hit on this night. The 1-1 forthcoming to Canfer. 1-0 Waves, top three. Easton Walker reaches his right hand into his mitt. Grabs, grips, and delivers. And that's hit deep to right center. Ranging back, McIntyre makes the catch. They'll tag Young and score. Their second run of the night, the Waves. McAfee retreats to first. So, back-to-back -back sacrifice flies, and just like that, Pepperdine's up 2-zip. Yeah, three singles and two sack flies. Exactly a really good quality executed inning by the Waves to get two runs here in the top of the third. Left fielder Billy Cook, the number five hitter, the sixth hitter of this inning for Pepperdine. And that ball we just saw hit by Canfer might have gone out at the same time last night. It definitely would have, absolutely. It was a stiff wind last night and almost no breeze right now. So Billy Cook at the plate facing Easton Walker. Two gone here in the top of the third. Pepperdine's pushed two across on two deep flies. A foul off by Cook. Cook Cade in the first inning. A swinging strikeout for Cook. One of two strikeouts for Easton Walker. Walker with a K in the first and the second has yet to record a strikeout here in the third. His counterpart Easton Lucas has three strikeouts, including two in the second. BYU will next bring to the plate Abe Valdez in the bottom of the third. We're in the top three. Two-nothing waves. The 0-1 forthcoming to Billy Cook. Walker kicks and fires, and Cook over top of that, swinging strike two. So the 0-2 now. Advantageous count for Easton. At first base, Quincy McAfee, where he's remained after a couple of sacrifice flies. McAfee did single and has been stuck there for the last two batters. Cook looks at the 0-2, with two gone here in the top of the third. Walker fires, that's a string, swinging strikeout. And so, one strikeout per inning so far for Easton Walker. And the Waves are retired, but they push two across here in the top of the third inning. Through two and a half, it is Pepperdine 2 and BYU 0. This is BYU Baseball on the W.TV and the new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU Baseball, let's rejoin Greg Grubel. BYU DH Abraham Valdez leads off the bottom of the third for BYU. Valdez last played one week ago tonight at San Diego. Went one for two that night, that day. As the 0-1 from Easton Lucas goes to 1-1. One one. First hitter in the bottom of the third. Pepperdine two in the top of the inning. BYU now bottom of three. Valdez DHing, hitting 308 on the year. Looks at three pitches to go two and one. Yeah, Valdez is the guy that does a really good job of seeing left-handed pitching. So Coach Littlewood gives him the nod today. Took out a left-handed bat in Hobbs Nyberg, replaced it with a right-handed bat in Abe Valdez. Valdez lifts it to right field, ranging back ever so slightly. 
is Matthew Canfer. And he handles for the first out in the bottom of the third. Abraham Valdez, DHing tonight, but will be the catcher that spells Noah Hill when Noah gets a day off, right? Yeah, he's the guy that sometimes plays in midweeks, once in a while, depending on Noah's health during the weekend. So the fly out by Valdez brings Casey Jacobson to the plate. And Casey had himself a night last night. Casey was the offensive star in BYU's 13-7 win over the Waves. Three for five, two home runs, five RBIs. Swings at the 0-1 offering. 0-2 quickly to Casey with one gone here in the bottom of the third. Easton Lucas, three strikeouts through two innings. And looking more or less in command right now. Outside corner and just off the outside edge for ball one, one and two. With one gone here in the bottom of the third. Easton Lucas facing Casey Jacobson. Jacobson hitting 222 on the year. And he went from 175 to 222 in one night last night. That's a swinging strikeout for Casey. So four Ks through two and two-thirds so far for Easton Lucas. Got good stuff tonight. Yeah, Lucas's breaking ball has just been plus-plus. So far, he's able to command his changeup and getting calls for that. And then he's been able to attack with his, uh, his breaking ball down and in against righties. Really doing a good job so far early in this game. Brian Sue stepping in against Lucas. Sue singled in the first for BYU's only hit. BYU no runs on one hit. Pepperdine two runs on four hits. Sue sees ball one. And now ball two from Lucas. Lucas now with four strikeouts, three swinging and one backwards K. Here in the bottom of the third. The 2-0. Sue watches that go right down the middle for strike one. Two and one to Brian. Brian boosting his average to 386 with that first inning hit. Now three and one with two gone here in the bottom of the third to Sue. Well, you're looking for a fastball middle in here that you can drive. If you get that, take a hack. If not, take it and get full count and battle. Sue's hit streak, eight games and counting. And that's a hit to right center. They'll cut it off to keep Sue at first. He'll round and get back. So, Brian Sue has BYU's only two hits now of the night. Single in the first, single in the third. Sue on base with two gone here in the bottom of three. And, and good job right there being on time to a fastball and Brian Sue. Now what you want Noah Hill to do is just do what he's kind of done all year and, and find a way to get a big hit here and get Brock up to the plate for the chance to, uh, to take a lead. Noah flying out to center field in the first. Hits now in the third with two gone. And BYU had some good two-out productivity. Down 4 nothing last night. He really did. Lucas looks at first, comes home, and ball one, the delivery to Noah Hill. Yeah, Noah Hill's first at bat, he hit it hard. Just hung up just enough. The center fielder was able to uh, camp underneath it. We're out number one of that inning. And Noah looking to extend his reached safely streak to 28 games tonight. The 1-0 offering is inside for ball two. So the 2-0 coming up to number two, Noah Hill. And these last two batters are the first time he's really fallen behind the hitters. You know, he did fall behind Brock Hill in that first inning and then came back with a strikeout, but he's been really attacking the zone early in this game. 
He turned that 3-0 into a swinging strikeout by Hale. The at-bat Tuckett references. There's a strike. So 2-1 now to Noah. BYU down 2-0 here in the bottom of the third. BYU trailed 4-0 before rallying last night. And my, how did they rally? Something else when they got going. 20 hits in total last night. Scoring 13 times to win 13-7. All three. So 3-1 three with two gone here to Noah Hill. Brian Sue is at first base. And Sue's been BYU's only base runner tonight. Single in the first, single in the third. This is a good spot if you're Noah Hill. Again, 3-1 count. Be really selective because you know who you have on deck. Lefty fires, side inside, walks Hill. So, trotting to first base goes Noah. That base on balls, advancing to second to Sue. First and second, two gone here at the bottom of the third. For the guy you want in just this situation, Rock Hale. Hale did K in the first inning. That swinging strikeout after, again, getting in front of Lucas at 3-0. Did turn into Lucas's first strikeout of the night. He has four. Working now in the bottom of three. Two-nothing waves over the Cougs. Well, you need your guys, Greg, to be guys in games like this, especially when you're trailing. Again, Brock's slugging percentage, 600 coming in two tonight. And that's a first pitch strike from Lucas. Yeah, good changeup right there. That's a pitch that if Brock was sitting changeup, he could have hit a long way. I was right down the middle. Great time to add to Brock's career home run tally of 28. The 0-1 to Hale with two gone here in the bottom of the third and BYU down two. That's low for ball one. Sue at second. Hill at first. Hale at the plate. Well, you got good speed at second, so a hit's most likely going to score Sue. Sue is certainly speedy enough to get most hits home from second. The long lefty Lucas from the stretch high for ball two, two and one. Brock Hale is in the top 15 among active Division I players in career slugging percentage, career on base percentage, and career batting average. As the catcher and coach will convene with the rest of the defensive players for a conference on the mound with Easton Lucas. Well, and what they're talking about right here is, hey, you're, you're, you're down on the count two to one. Two and one, you have Brock Hill up who is came in the season as an All-American and preseason favorite to be the player of the year in the conference, who's been hitting really well of late, had four hits last night. Do you want him to beat you? Well, you need to execute. You need to keep the ball down and see if you can get him out that way. And if not, you might want to load it up to get to the left-hander because you'll have a better matchup there. So it'll be interesting to see what he throws. If he throws a breaking ball here, that's exactly what he's trying to do is he's trying to maybe pitch around Brock. Be a little more cautious. Yeah. So the 2-1 with two out here at the bottom of the third. The lefty Clough is on deck. The righty Hale sees that come inside for strike two. Yeah, so two and two. It's a ball in. Umpire gave him a break there. It's a good take there by Brock. Two out in the bottom of the third. BYU down 2 nothing to Pepperdine. Game two of his three-game series. Brock Hale waves the bat beneath his waist, pulls it up to his shoulder, and awaits the 2-2 offering from Easton Lucas. Lucas checks behind him, comes homeward, 
gets Hale swinging and just tipped it enough to stay alive here. Keep the count two and two. They went back to the same slider there. He doesn't want to go to the fastball here because he knows Brock can hand or, uh, handle that. He might try to go change up here running away. Easton Lucas approaching 50 pitches in the bottom of the third. Two, two to Hale with two gone here in the third. High for ball three. So full count with two out. Runners will be on the move here in the bottom of three with BYU down two nothing. Well, full count last time against Brock and he went to the breaking ball and got the swing through. You have an advantage here now with Noah Hill running. Sue definitely will score on a ball that leaves the infield here on a hit. But uh, now you have a chance here with Noah running here on full count. If Brock can get past the outfield, then you're going to score two runs and tie this game. Hale. Awaiting the 3-2. And strikes it up the middle. BYU brings home Sue. Slide Hill into third. And the Cougars get their first run of the night. Yeah, great up out there by Brock Hill. Got the change up out over the plate and running away and just didn't do try, didn't try to do too much with it and just hit it right back up the middle and gets the RBI and with Noah Hill running he gets easily first to third and now you have Clough up in a first, first and third opportunity here with two outs to, to tie this game with a hit. So Brock Hale drives in BYU's first run two to one you're in the bottom of the third and Jackson Clough now to the plate out to left field in the first. First and third. Hill at third. Hale at first. And inside. Did it brush him? It did. It caught Clough. Maybe just uh, brushed the pant leg or the jersey at the waistline. It's uh, hit by a pitch and it'll load the bases with two gone here. And yet again, like we saw last night with BYU down 4 nothing. Tuck it. It's a two-out rally for BYU. Yeah, two-out rally. And now you have... It's actually kind of a, a tough break there for the Cougs to get Jackson Clough hit there because... Deming's a good hitter, but Clough's a great hit. Clough's just been proven how clutch he is. And so now the bases are loaded, which puts the, the go-ahead run now at second base. And Deming can get a big hit here. You take a lead. So Hill at third, Hale at second, Clough at first on the hit by pitch. Two out here. BYU trailing at 2-1, bottom three. Austin Deming at the plate. Strike one from Lucas. Easton Lucas now at 56 pitches. We're at the bottom of the third. Well, Austin Deming, just slow down right here. You have a huge four hole. You have the second baseman playing up the middle. Just slap a ball in the, in the four hole here and, and, and get yourself two RBIs. Bases loaded for Deming. 0-1. Two gone here in the bottom of the third. And that's inside to one and one. And these are the spots this season that uh, Deming hasn't been great at. You know, as a freshman, a young kid in these pressure big spot, two out, bases loaded, two out, runs in scoring position, he hasn't had his best at-bats. As you mature and grow as a young hitter, that's where you're going to start to get a little more successful. But the more and more he can be put in these spots, the better chance he has to get confident. The one and one to Deming. Southpaw fires for ball two. Long look at it there by both the hitter and the umpire. Two and one with two out here in the bottom of the third. Deming last night it was two for six. Did leave six runners on. And he uh, had a really good take right there. Change up down in the zone he wanted him to swing at. That's a really good take. Hopefully he can get a fastball here and be on time. Bases loaded for BYU in the bottom of the third. Trailing it 2-1. Two, two are gone. 
swinging strike by Deming. Yeah, swung a ball three there. The fastball is almost in the dirt. The catcher had to pick it out of the ground. You can't assume every pitch is going to be a strike. You have to see it. And now you got to go into battle mode here. Yep. Two strikes. Bases loaded. Just go into battle mode. You get something in the zone here and just put it in play. Deming was caught looking for Lucas's second strikeout of the game in the second inning. Batting now in the third and facing a 2-2 count with two out. And BYU threatening, doing all of its damage here in the third with two out. Bases loaded for Deming. The 2-2. BYU down 2-1. Lucas delivers, and that is laced into left field. We'll hop in front of the left fielder. Another run will score. Two runs will score, and coming in to third is Clough. A two-run single for Austin Deming, and BYU goes from down 2-1 to leading 3-2. All with two outs, right? It's in the yep. second inning. Two, uh, it's been a two-out rally here to get things going. That is a really big at-bat there by Austin Deming. Looked bad at the fastball before it to get to 2-2, and he got another fastball and did not miss that. I actually thought off the bat he hit that too hard, and the left fielder was going to be able to come and get that, but it just dropped in front of him a two-run score. Last night, BYU was down 4-0, rallied. Tonight, BYU down 2-0, rallies, and takes the lead with three in the bottom of the third. Austin Deming with a two-RBI single. Deming at first, Clough at third, and now Mitch McIntyre at the plate. The left-handed hitting McIntyre, the lefty thrower, Lucas, strike one from Lucas to McIntyre. Just to give you a little heads up here, I'm going to call this. He might try to push bunt here. Second baseman playing so far back that if you get it past the pitcher, mm. Clough scores and you get a single out of this. You might see that right here. See what McIntyre does with the 0-1. Swinging away and fouling it back to 0-2. Back to Austin Deming for a moment. His last three games, five RBIs, one RBI, and now two. So eight RBIs over the last three, and we're just into the third. And, that, and, and he had four RBIs before that on the year. So <laughs> he's really getting going right at the right time. So the 0-2. Pitchers count from Lucas to McIntyre here with two gone. Here in the bottom of the third, BYU scores three in the bottom of the third with two out to take a 3-2 lead, and they've caught Deming up. They're going to come home instead and drop the ball. Clough slides in safe. Catcher drops it. Caparis. So they caught the runner between first and second. Came home instead. And Clough on the run. Slides in safe as the catcher drops the ball. BYU 4-2. Well, that's what Coach Little, what is it called? A two-out steal play right there with the lefty. Clough is breaking on the break. So the minute that he picks to go to first, Clough is taking off. And you're trying to beat the basically the throw from the first baseman to the catcher. And he was able to do that. So got the steal out of it. And you stole a run. And now you still have runner at second now. McIntyre has a chance to add on to this. Good execution there. So runner to second is Deming as McIntyre is punched out. A check, K. But BYU pushes four across to take a 4-2 lead here in the bottom of the third. It is BYU four and Pepperdine two. And after three complete, the Cougars lead it. BYU baseball is on. The new skin, BYU Sports Network and the W.TV.